0: Alright, kenichiwa and what is up the internet. This is your good friend Curtis Spears and I'm here today with an Okada Shorts short review for Royal Quest 2 from October 1st and 2nd here in lovely foggy London town. I mean, a lot of people were kind of poo-pooing these cards when they uh, when they were first announced, but damn, I, I tell you what, I had a hell of a weekend and uh, anyone who went probably did too. They're probably going to tell you the exact same thing. This was a fun event and uh, the, the crowd was electric. It's been three years since new Japan pro wrestlers have been in England for a new Japan event they, we've had a couple of people pop over for refro events and things like that, but we haven't had anybody come over for new Japan proper events and um, they were welcomed with open arms. This was a ton of fun. Let's let's get right into it. The very first thing that happened on Saturday was that we had a memorial for Antonio Inoki. Uh, it was just that same day that it was announced that Antonio Inoki, uh, the founder of New Japan for Wrestling, had passed away at the age of 79, just one day after the 60th anniversary of his in-ring debut. And it kind of hit everybody a little differently. Uh, I think people like me who are into New Japan's history, we kind of took it to be a solemn moment. And a lot of people who are new to New Japan still know who Inoki is and know what he means. And they they knew that this was a a big moment. So when you look at, I think it was 2,000-ish people, all chanting Inoki's name, Inoki-san. I mean, the entire roster came out, everyone. Not not just the faces, but the heel factions, all of them, came out and had a moment of silence and a ten-bell salute for Inoki-san. Uh, they played his theme song, which, if you haven't heard it, is an absolute banger, and you definitely need to. Uh, and after the somber moment, the ten-bell salute, we kind of just had a bit of a party, you know, chanting Inoki, uh, screaming for Inoki, letting him know that we were thinking of him wherever he is right now. It felt good. It felt really nice. Uh, I hope that he heard it all the way, uh, you know, up at the pearly gates, uh, you know, slapping the fighting spirit into, you know, St. Peter. So uh, good journey, uh, Inoki-san. Uh, next up. Very first match we had was Gabriel Kidd's return match. Oh man, Gabriel Kidd, it's so good to see you again, Gabe. Uh very happy that things are working for you. He had a new he had a new uh look, a spiky kind of spiky hair with uh two bleached streaks down down either side and a black stripe down the middle. Um It was kinda of wild. It was very cool. Uh he faced Drilla Dan Maloney and uh this went about nine minutes, just under ten minutes, and Gabe kid won with a sick pile driver. It was really great to see him again. Uh Drilla Dan Maloney is someone that I know from the various uh, English wrestling promotions. He's really good. Uh I would like to see him if they if they do like maybe a a strong style show in England. That could be a ton of fun. I don't know if they'll do that though, since they already have that working relationship with RevPro, but Hey, maybe they'll start putting Rev Pro shows on New Japan World. That'd be cool. Uh, next up, Lord Gideon Gray and the undefeated Great Ocon took on Michael Oku and the current Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion, Ricky Knight Jr. This one was a ton of fun. I love Michael Oku, the OJMO. Um, I hope after two days of Michael Oku matches, they see what I see. And they put this man in the best of the super juniors as soon as possible. Or maybe I don't know how much Ricky Knight weighs, but it's maybe they could put them in uh super junior tag league as a tag team. That'd be great. Uh, they faced, uh, I'm sorry, Ricky Knight Jr. beat Lord Gideon Gray with the good night driver, which is a Thunderfire driver. After a little over 10 minutes, about 12 minutes. Totally fun, uh, great match. It was great to see Gideon Gray and Great O'Conn together again. Gideon Gray used to be O'Conn's manager when he was on Excursion in Rev Pro, and you could tell that he was having a ton of fun seeing and introducing Great O'Conn again in front of uh, his hometown. Tons of fun, great showing for all four guys. The next up was the first women's match, which I know I know that we've had Stardom matches at big events before, but this might be the first like official sanctioned New Japan women's stardom match. I don't know. I choose to believe that this is a a fairly special match. Uh, What we had was Kanji and Jazzy Gabbert facing off against the RevPro women's champion, Alex Windsor and Ava White. Now Jazzy Gabbert and Ava White will have a singles match in the New Japan stardom IWGP women's championship tournament, uh, on the second. But so this was just a little bit of a, of a teaser here. Uh, Alex Windsor did get the win over Kanji with the GTF. I, I gotta say I, I like Kanji. She's fun. She's got a lot of, she's got a lot of upside. She's very, um, rambunctious and has a lot of personality. Alex Windsor, is a very very good wrestler. Jazzy Gabbert is a very good, very intimidating pro wrestler. Oof! I am not a fan of Ava White. Holy cow! I have never seen her before, and she did not win me over at all. Um, she looked like her moves didn't land with any impact whatsoever, and she kind of looked like she kind of looked like um, you ever seen like a newborn baby colt, and they they're kind of standing on wobbly legs. That's what Ava White reminded me of the entire time. Um, the my friend I went with on Sunday night said that her strikes didn't land with any sort of conviction. Like there was nothing behind them, and I think that's probably the best way to put uh, to put it with Ava White. She's she's all flash and no substance as far as her her ring skills go. Yeah, she can uh, spin around and kick you in the head, but. I mean, it's landing pillowy soft. It's, it's, there's nothing to it. And it looked like maybe the other women in the matches might've gotten a little frustrated. I don't know. I can't speak for them, but that's what it looked like to me. Fourth match, about 15 minute match. We had Hiromu Takahashi, Sonata, and Tatsuya Naito versus Doki, El Desperado, and Zack Sabre Jr. This was a ton of fun. I absolutely loved seeing Doki uh, live, seeing uh, Hiromu live. I had never seen either of them live before. I had never seen Desperado live before, as a matter of fact. So this was huge for me. And uh, I loved it. It was was an absolute banger. One of my favorites. One of my absolute favorites of the night. Tetsuya Naito pins Doki with the Destino after about 14 minutes. Seek that one out. It's pretty good. Next up, the fifth match. Tomohiro Ishii and Kazuchika Okada, facing Bad Dude Tito and filling in for Jonah who could not make it because of Hurricane Ian, is Zack Knight. Yeah, Zack Zodiac. So this was uh, that was pretty cool to see some English uh, wrestling royalty, and we had Tomohiro Ishii defeat Zack Zodiac. Uh, I'm sorry, Zack Knight the prize fighter with a vertical drop brain buster at about 13 minutes. Um, good match. It was really just uh, to pump us up for bad dude, Tito and Kazuchika Okada the next night. And directly after the match who pops up, but Yoda Suji our our current uh, young lion on out on excursion to rev pro Yoda Suji shows up directly after the match and challenges Ishii for night two. Man, when I saw Huge Suge, I I lost my shit. I got to say, I'm so excited that we get to see Yoda Suji. It's not a return match, but it's pretty close. We can see how far he's really come in his excursion. And, uh, spoiler, it's pretty damn far. Uh, the next match was the G.O.D. team of Jado Hikileo. Uh, Tama Tonga and Hiroshi Tanahashi facing the Bullet Club team of Ghetto, Jay White, and the Good Brothers. I did not watch this match. I, I, I can't. I can't with the Good Brothers, bro. I know that Rafe is a fan. I can't do it. I just fucking can't. Um. So I went up to the, um, I went up to the merch table and uh, I actually got to hang out and chat for a few minutes with the Great Okan, uh, who was selling some merch at the tables. So he is a very uh, inviting man. He's my wife's absolute favorite wrestler. So I had to get a bunch of stuff for her. Very, very cool dude, willing to take pictures with his fans. Um, things like that. He was, um, very warm, very inviting. And, uh, he liked my great Muda shirt. He definitely talked about, um, how great Muda is one of his favorites and he's very excited to wrestle great Muda. And I told him that I am very excited to see him wrestle the great Muda. So, um, yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Next up. Will Ospreay defeats shooter Shota Amino at 15 minutes and 30 seconds via referee stoppage from a uh, hammer-like elbows to the back of shooter's head. Um, shooter is going to be world champion very, very soon. A lot of people will say someday. I'm going to say very, very soon. Shooter has it, man. Everything that we saw in him when he left on excursion, it's gotten magnified beyond belief. You you are seeing a complete wrestler now. I kind of thought that maybe COVID and all those delays would put a damper on his excursion. If it did, it hasn't, it hasn't shown anymore. Shooter's going to be something huge. And uh, he and Will Ospreay had a fantastic match. Definitely check that one out. I feel like it's... I feel like it's one of those ones that's going to rate very highly on uh, Uncle Dave's uh, scale. If you're watching if you're watching the show anyway, make sure that you sit aside 15 minutes to watch Will Ospreay and Shota Amino. And then set aside about 30 minutes to watch the IWGP Tag Team Championship match, which was the main event. I know that people were thinking that this was going to go on uh, second to last, but no, this was the main event. FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood versus Ozzy Open, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. I'm going to say it right now, guys. I've had the privilege of seeing a couple of five-star matches live. And this is going to be one. And it might be my favorite of them. This one might possibly be my favorite match I've ever seen live. I know for sure it's my favorite tag team match I've ever seen live. But, I mean, dude, it was... A moment. It was a moment. Um, the, it was hard hitting. It was harder hitting than I've ever seen FTR be, I guess maybe, I mean, this was my first time seeing FTR. So maybe I wasn't seeing something that everyone else was seeing. Maybe it wasn't coming through the TV for me, but, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, after seeing what they can do when they are truly unleashed, I was very excited. I've always thought FTR was good. I've always thought they were almost great. And now I know that they are fucking fantastic. Um, Aussie Open, my favorite tag team right now. This this just killed it. They killed it, man. Uh, they were hard hitting. They were pulling out all the stops for each other. This is this is going to be a five star match. Please watch it. It's amazing. The crowd was electric, singing along, chanting everything. I love English wrestling fans They're there. The fucking best. Yeah, so definitely watch that. Watch that show. And when you do, uh what you need to do next is watch Night 2. Because, yeah, maybe Night 1 was better. But Night 2 was also fantastic. Let's go ahead and do the rundown for that one real fast. Doki and El Desperado against Robbie X and Michael Oku, the OJMO this was great Four dudes that can absolutely go Doki was on point. The best thing about Michael Oku, the OJMO is that he's, he's got sympathetic baby face, just bleeding out of his ears when he gets in trouble, when he's the baby face in peril, there's nothing like it. It's, it's very rock and roll express. He's, he's amazing in that role. And when he was finally able to get, To Robbie X to get that hot tag, the entire crowd popped for him. Even those who had never seen him before, they knew what that meant for him. And it was great. Desperado uh, gets the pin over Robbie X with Alex Galero, which was really cool. I've never seen that actually beat anyone before. The second match was Hiromu and Sonata, uh, L.I.J. versus Ethan Allen and Luke Jacob, the Young Guns, a uh, tag team that's uh, in RevPro right now. Ethan Allen was... Good. Luke Jacob is the cur- the current uh, RevPro Junior Heavyweight Champion, and he is a fucking monster. I love this dude. He's he's like a, a smaller version of Walter or Gunter, um, if you if you know him from WWE. He's hard hitting, big throwing, very thick, very very uh, very good match. Hiromu was you could tell Hiromu was a little impressed with what Luke Jacob could do. I'm impressed with lo- what Luke Jacob could do. He's definitely made me a fan. I'm excited I got to see this match. So, yeah, check that one out. Yeah, uh, Sonata beats Ethan Allen with his version of the Dragon Sleeper. Next up, the IWGP Championship Tournament first-round match. Jazzy Gabbard and Ava White. Jazzy Gabbard is fucking awesome. Ava White is not. Oh, man, that was tough. It was really tough. Ava White, like I said earlier... Um, she her a lot of her strikes a lot of her moves lacked any sort of fire um i don't know if maybe she's still learning i hope that she is there's a lot of talent there it just hasn't come together yet i, I really hope that um her being in this big position is a sign of things to come for her. i really do hope that she does well but as of right now, it's not there yet. She did not she didn't need to be in this position. Uh maybe they could have done Jazzy Gabbert versus Alex Windsor. Uh that would have been fantastic to see, you know, a former red belt stardom champion versus the current British women's champion. Could have been fucking awesome. Um Ava White, not there yet. Hopefully hopefully there soon. Um Jazzy Gabbert wins after almost ten minutes. And um there was one spot where Ava, it looked like she picked Jazzy up for a gotch style pile driver and decided to go forward and drop Jazzy directly on her head and neck. And it, it looked awkward as hell. Um, it was kind of scary. I was very um, concerned for Jazzy at that point. I, I think that the stage might've just been too big. Uh, for Ava, uh, but Jazzy Gabbard did win, so she moves on in the IWGP Women's Championship Tournament first round. I believe she's facing Kyrie, uh, so that'll be a very, very good match. Fourth match was Ricky Knight Jr., the current Ref Pro British Heavyweight Champion, Gabe Kidd, Shooter Shota Amino, and FTR versus Lord Gideon Gray, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, Ozzy Open, Great Ocon, and Will Ospreay. This was a hell of a time. Fantastic 10-man madness. It lasted about 15 minutes and was everything that I was hoping it was going to be. Shooter looked fantastic. FTR was great. Gideon Gray was annoying as fuck right beforehand. You could see that both Ozzy Open and FTR were just absolutely busted from the night before. They were just fucked up beyond recognition. And Will Ospreay and Shooter had some really great interactions where Osprey is like, ah, don't step to me, kid. I'm going to fucking put you in the ground again. Remember how I was elbowing, elbowing you in the head and your dad had to step in? Yeah, that sort of thing. It was fucking fantastic. Shooter is... Shooter's ready. Bring him back. Bring him back as soon as possible. God, I don't even remember how that one ended. I should have taken notes. That one ended with... Ah, yes, that one ended with the Great O'Conn hitting, I believe it was Ricky Knight Jr. Yes, Great Ocon hit Ricky Knight Jr. with the Dominator. And he might have set up a challenge for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight title, which would be very cool. Get Ricky Knight Jr. over uh, to Japan. Let him let him do his thing in front of that crowd. I think the crowd might like him. Also bring shooter home immediately because Jesus. All right. Next up. We had a match between G.O.D., Hikileo, and Tamatanga with Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, the Good Brothers, and Jay White. This one was bunk. It was bunk, dude. I just I don't care. Tamatanga looked fantastic. Hikileo was really great in a babyface role. Um, anytime seeing Tanahashi is great jay white is of course you know the best heel on the planet right now and the good brothers suck all the fun out of the fucking room and i can't stand looking at them there was a great moment at the end of the match where tamatanga and hikileo were holding jay white and carl anderson's belts the jay white um, the current world heavyweight champion and carl anderson the current Never openweight champion. Tamatanga, of course, being the number one contender, and he will face Jay White very, very shortly. Hikileo, I believe, challenging Carl Anderson for the Never title. Good. Get the Never title off of fucking Carl Anderson as quick as possible. I hate this. I hate it so much. I know Rafe thinks that it's fun to see the Good Brothers back in New Japan. I'd rather put my fucking finger in my eye. Okay, next up. Okada and Bad Dude Tito. This was... Fantastic, Bad Dude Tito definitely made some fans. Um, for anyone who hasn't been watching Strong regularly and seeing him, or not watching the undercard during the G One, they had a surprise in store when they saw what Bad Dude Tito can do. And Bad Dude Tito defeats Kazuchika Okada with a Thunder Fire, no, he didn't actually. Of course, Okada wins and via Rainmaker at about the fifteen minute mark. Great match, though. Bad Dude Tito definitely showed off his power, his moves. And I'm, I'm 100% sure he made a lot of fans today. The second to last match, Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pitbull versus Yoda Suji, the uh, young lion currently out on Excursion at RevPro, and Suji looks like the complete package. Uh, I asked uh, my friend Grant, my podcast co-host on the Throw and Dice pod, and uh, I took him with me. He's not a, not a wrestling fan. I said, what was your favorite moment? And he said, watching some of the moves that a huge man like Yoda Suji could do, there was a great spot where he threw Ishii out to, uh, outside of the ring and did a standing backflip moonsault from the ring over the ropes into uh, onto the, Ishii on the floor. It was amazing. It was awe-inspiring to see what Yoda Tsuji has become. I am so excited for Yoda Suji to come back. Um, Yoda Suji is aligned with the Legion right now, which is where Great Ocon was aligned when he was in Rev Pro. I don't know if that means that Suji's maybe coming back as a bad guy or maybe coming back as part of the United Empire. Um, I hope that he continues to develop just a little bit more and then comes right back because he's he's almost there. He's so he's so fun to watch. Uh Ishii did get the victory over Yotasuji after about 15 minutes with the vertical drop brainbuster. That's not the story of the match. The story of the match is how far Yotasuji's excursion has come, how good it's been for him. The final match of the night, Tetsuya Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. This match went, I believe it was close to 25 uh, minutes. Uh, Zack Sabre and Tetsuya Naito, you know, who they are you know what they can do you know what they do together and um it was fucking great as usual naito and saber getting under each other's skin before the match even starts as they're walking down the uh the entryway you know both guys are going to do whatever they can to just fuck with the other guy and it's always fantastic i think the crowd was basically in love with both of them. Uh, When they were chanting for Zack Sabre Jr., they were chanting with all their heart and soul. When they were chanting for Naito, they were chanting for all their heart and soul. Naito does end up winning with the Destino after, like I said, about 25 minutes. Again, a fantastic match. Zack has had a hell of a year, and um, I hope that he gets a good singles match at uh, Wrestle Kingdom as a thank you. A a big singles title victory would be fantastic for him. Uh, so, yeah, that was overall a great show. Afterwards, I got to meet up with my friend Sipsy and editor Dan of the Super J cast fame. A lot of fun. Got to say hi to them and uh, just ran into Great Ocon again. So, that was pretty cool. Um, got some autograph stuff for my wife. Um, she was very excited about that. And, um, yeah, all together a fantastic showing. Uh, like I said, I took a friend with me the first night who's into wrestling and he had a great time. He's a big FDR guy. I took a friend of mine on the second night who was not into wrestling and he said it was great. He had a good time chanting and singing along, uh, especially to the fuck the Tories chant for Zack Sabre jr. And Liz Truss is a wanker chant for Zack Sabre jr. Great times, great times had by all except for probably Tories and Liz Truss. Um, yeah, so that's that's it. I'm going to say two thumbs up. I mean, maybe everyone pooh poos these kind of cards when they're on a hurricane because of the no cheering and things like that. But when you put those kind of cards, which, you know, this is a – it's a – it's not a sexy show. It's not a it's not a, a major event. It's not a, a premier live event like WWE would call it. It is a bigger than normal house show. And – when you put those on in front of a live crowd who's hungry for it, you're going to have fun no matter what's on the card. As it turns out, we got at least one five-star match, possibly three, uh, between the two main events and Shooter versus Will Ospreay. I I feel like I got my money's worth. I think everyone that was leaving that show really did too. Um, yeah, no, no concerns whatsoever about this not being a sexy card or anything like that. Yeah, like we didn't have a heavyweight title defense like we did at the first Royal Quest, but I don't think we needed it. We had a great time. So um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, If you want to hear more from me, you can find me on the Smart Foundation podcast where we talk about classic wrestling and play fun, fancy free games with my friends. If you would like to hear my other podcast, which is about tabletop board gaming, tabletop role playing, and all the hobby filled within, Also, we talk about Chinese food a lot for some reason. Uh, You can find us on the Throwing Dice podcast. If you would like to hear more from your bad friend, Rafe Houston, you can find him on the Faces and Feels cast where he interviews uh, independent wrestlers and gets another side of them. Very, very cool. Very enlightening stuff. Uh, If you would like to, you can... Find more lovely podcasts about wrestling on the Countout Podcasting Network where uh, you can find any kind of wrestling and we cover that. Do you like deathmatch wrestling? Got you covered. Do you like women's wrestling? Got you covered. Whatever you like, you can find a podcast on the Countout Podcasting Network for you. And if you find the naive stupidity of us giving away a free show and that business model to be oddly charming, consider giving us gifts of money. Via the count out Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash pod. And, um, on there you can find it's a $3, $5 or $10 American, um, tier system. And if you'd like to get to know us more or hear more from us, that's the way to do it. Uh, not everyone has the money it takes to give us money. If you're one of those people, you can still help us out in freeways by giving us a five-star rating leave a like and review, share this episode with your friends, share every episode with your friends and, uh, spread that word of mouth. We would appreciate it very much. Thank you very much for listening. And, uh, for now, keep it right. Keep it tight. Keep it. What? Short.